Welcome, friends, to Merit's Musings. This is a podcast for educators in the very broadest sense. I, Jason Merritt, am a public school teacher and a youth minister in my church and a parent. I've dedicated my life to helping people grow and learn. And I'm something of a writer and a poet, someone who loves language both for its artistry and for its power. In this podcast, I'm going to explore some of my informal thoughts on what it means to be human, especially in the context of being an educator, a minister, and a parent. Often, I will open my musings around a poem I love, because, well, quite honestly, I think any time I spend talking about poetry is time well spent. I invite you to join the conversation. Feel free to write me with your thoughts and your feedback. You can contact me uh, through our website, meritsmusings.buzzsprout.com, and through my Facebook page. And now, on to this week's episode. For today's poem, I have chosen Banneker by Rita Dove. What did he do except lie under a pear tree wrapped in a great cloak and meditate on heavenly bodies? Venerable. The good people of Baltimore whispered, shocked and more than a little afraid. After all, it was said he took to strong drink. Why else would he stay out under the stars all night? And why hadn't he married? But who would want him? Neither Ethiopian nor English, neither lucky nor crazy, a capacious bird humming, as he penned in his mind another inflamed letter to President Jefferson. He imagined the reply, polite and rhetorical. Those who had been to Philadelphia reported the statue of Benjamin Franklin before the library, his very size and likeness. A wife? No thank you. At dawn, he milked the cows, then went inside and put on a pot to stew while he slept. The clock he whittled as a boy still ran. Neighbors woke him up with warm bread and quilts. At nightfall, he took out his rifle, a white-maned figure stalking the darkened breast of the Union, and shot at the stars. And by chance, one went out. Had he killed? I assure thee, my dear sir. Lowering his eyes to fields, sweet with the rot of spring, he could see a government's domed city rising from the morass and spreading in a spiral of lights. I chose this poem in this time and in this context of the outrage and protests around uh, brutality and murder of citizens of color, our president's uh, responses, and it, I needed a poem that helped me understand. I am a white man, an educator, and I am very aware that I do not understand what it means to be black in America. I have some small inklings. I've done a lot of reading, but that isn't my story. And there are limits to how much one can understand someone else's story. But poetry is powerful and that it helps bridge those gaps between cultures and between understandings. So I probably should have picked a poem full of outrage like something by Etheridge Knight, 
full of righteous anger because this is a time when righteous anger is the appropriate response. But I didn't. And, and that may be cowardice that I wasn't ready to face that much righteous fury. But I don't know. I don't think so. I think this is about the fact that what Rita Dove offers me, God bless her, as a reminder of the unconquerable spirit of humanity. And that's what I need right now more than anything. And so I turn to her. This poem is healing. I also picked Banneker because I've read a little bit of history and he's an absolutely fascinating man. Um, and it's a prompt that I teach in my AP language class. So uh, Banneker historically is, is a larger than life figure, like the founding fathers. There's a lot of truth. There's a lot of mythology. There's a lot of story. He's a scientist and a mathematician and a surveyor uh, and uh, an activist. Um, and one of the first things I love about this poem is that uh, Ms. Dove brings it right down back to reality and minutia. We see Banneker sleep and eat. Um, and I love how she plays with the reality in and around the mythology. Because I think that makes sense to me. Because for so much of white society in America today, we just don't understand what it means to be black. And unfortunately, we then fill our ignorances with mythology and, and supposition and innuendo. Uh, and that's what's happening in this poem, right? All these people are looking at Banneker and saying, how weird. He stays up all night. He's probably drinking. He doesn't have a wife. What woman would want him? All of this rumor and innuendo are attached to him because he doesn't fit the patterns that make sense to them. But his neighbors wake him up with warm bread and quilts. And I love that. He isn't understood. There's all sorts of confusions around him. And yet his neighbors support him. They accept him and actively help him be himself. And I think that's a message that I can take away. I don't have to understand someone to be able to love and support them. I can, in the midst of my confusion, still do that. And that seems valuable. So that's one of the reasons why I love this poem. The other is I, I love it for how powerful Banneker is in this poem. Of course, he uses his mind, right? He's solving the mysteries of the heavens, uh, although he himself was not formally educated or not uh, well formally educated. And for me, this intellectual power and prowess um, reminds me of what I so value about uh, African-American culture in America, and that it is a beacon to me of perseverance and triumph over tremendous oppression. Uh, and I, I look at and think about what, what great art, what great poetry, what great music, what great science um, uh, that has come out of 
the African-American cultures here in the U.S. And I think, uh, yes, my students, no excuses. Find your voice. Sing your songs. Write your poetry. Write, as Banneker did, inflamed letters. Even if you know that people aren't going to understand you and that your ideas are going to be rejected. What I take from this poem and from my limited understanding of history is a tremendous reminder that we should not let ignorance and oppression ever silence us. My students' voices need to be heard. They have the right to sing out. And if they're wrong, great. Let them let them shout out their, their errors. And then we can talk about them, right? Uh, so the second reason I love this poem uh, is the power that is built into it. But the third piece is the hope. Banneker ends being described as a white-maned figure stalking the dark, a lion, effectively. Uh, and he so powerfully shoots out stars in this great mythological moment. But he lowers his eyes to look at reality, and he sees the rot of the spring. He sees the corruption and rot built into American society at the start of our nation. He sees that it's a morass, a giant impenetrable swamp, and yet he also sees that someday rising from it will be a spiral of lights. It is true, our society has tremendous flaws, especially in how we interact with and value our citizens of color. But we also have ideals that we can meet. We could become a spiral of lights if and only if we let every citizen contribute all of their gifts in support of each other. And so, in the midst of all of the chaos and confusion and anger of this June 2020, I turn to Rita Dove's Banneker and I say there is power, dignity, and hope. And I want as much of that as I can get. Thank you for listening. May God bless you.